Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 19, and I'm drinking Chirot. For every episode of Liquor and the Core Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I started this podcast because I really enjoy liquors and liqueurs, the flavors of them. There's so many to explore, so I'm trying them, drinking more, and sharing them with you. I chose Chiro for this episode because I first saw it in my Facebook feed. I was targeted, I'm sure, due to my interest in distilled spirits that floods my social media. And the marketing is great for Chiro. The spirit was intriguing, so I decided to reach out to the company and find out more. Chiro provided me with a bottle for this episode, so I have to thank them for that so that I am able to taste it and share it with you. I also did a phone interview with Chiro's founder, and that's the basis for this episode. So the bottle of Chiro I have is the only one it's packaged in, which is a 750 milliliter bottle. It is 25% alcohol by volume, making it 50 proof, and it retails for about $45. And what is Chiro? It is the world's first aloe vera liqueur. Okay, let's open this up. I am excited to open it. It's got a plastic uh, top. Get that off. Stopper. (laughs) I always love that. (laughs) I must say, I opened this right near the microphone, of course, so I can record it, but it's near my nose as well. And just the aroma coming out of the bottle when I open it, oh, it's quite nice. Oh, I'm excited about this. As with every liqueur or liquor that I try on this podcast, I try them neat. I'm using a nosing glass, so we're going to try a pour here. That should do it. And the nose is surprising. It is aloe vera first, but then with cucumber, and I catch a herbaceousness as well from the blend. Uh, There's not a lot of ingredients in Chiro, and they're all listed on the label. I'll get to those later. But yeah, on the nose, it's aloe, cucumber. Uh, You get, there's some lemon peel in it as well, so a little bit of citrus under it, but yeah. It's got a a distinct nose. It doesn't smell like anything else in the spirits world that I've yet tried. To the eye in the glass, it appears clear. There's a little bit of um, alcohol tears on the glass as I swirl it, but it essentially just looks like water in the glass. Okay, moment of truth. Let's give it a taste. Hmm. Wow, that is nice. Appropriately sweet. Um, I, I catch the ethanol from it for sure. But yeah, all of the, the flavors. Let's get another taste here. Mm. Sides of your tongue, definitely get the cucumber, the aloe. It tastes like it smells which I guess is a good thing uh, because it smells lovely and it's distinct. It's difficult to describe. It doesn't taste like a overly sweet, though it is appropriately sweet, but it doesn't, it doesn't have a mouthfeel that's syrupy. 
but the viscosity, it does have a nice mouthfeel to it. Freshness, I guess, is the note I'm looking for. It's very fresh. It smells fresh. It tastes fresh. There's mint in it, and I'm getting the mint aftertaste after I've swallowed it. Yeah, that's a lingering bit, almost like I've had some peppermints. There's spearmint in it, so that's sort of the lingering note, but the balance of the aloe, the cucumber, the citrus, and the spearmint in it, it's delightful. I've got to say, this is surprising me. It, it is a flavor profile I had not expected. I was a bit apprehensive of aloe vera, of if I would like it, or is it just gimmicky, but the freshness, the balance of the cucumber, which you really can smell, the aloe vera that you taste, the hint of citrus, and then the lingering mintiness from the spearmint. Oh, this is, this is great stuff. Well, as I continue to enjoy this, let's move on to the history. Chiro is the product of founder Kurt Chiron. He launched the brand in 2013, and the name Chiro comes from the last names of his great-grandparents, which are Arthur Emily Chiron and Florence Marie Favreau. And I hope from the get-go that I'm pronouncing Kurt's last name correctly. I'm realizing I didn't have it phonetically written down in my notes, but forgive me if I've mispronounced it. In any event, his great-grandparents, Arthur and Florence, with the Shah and the Roe from Sharon and Favreau, give us the name Chirot. I also think it's nice that it vaguely sounds familiar, like other liqueurs, Contro comes to mind for me right away, but Chirot is unique. Kurt's family had a background in farming, and he told me that as a child he remembered seeing trucks with the family name on them. The family ended up selling the farm, however, when he was younger, though the influence of the family farm probably stuck with him and it developed in him a bit of a desire to own his own business. And I'm sure this led to his course of study in college where Kurt studied entrepreneurship. Kurt's foray into the spirits business really started, though, through his early work life. He was a bartender, a server, and a restaurant manager, and he also worked at various beverage companies and gained exposure to the industry through this work. With a background in bartending and cooking, Kurt's adept at mixing drinks, and he understands and appreciates spirits from around the world. And around 2008 or 2009, Kurt witnessed the blossoming of the craft spirits industry, which was starting to kick off then, and saw bartenders trying new things with new products as well as heritage techniques. A notable influence he mentioned was the modern speakeasy of places like Bourbon and Branch in San Francisco were inspirational. Around this time, he had already begun experimentation with distillation. He started in his kitchen as a 27-year-old with an imported mini still from Portugal. Being a California native with a bounty of agriculture around him, Kurt first looked to see what he could do with grapes, owing to California's world-renowned grape industry. He thought about brandy, but there's not a lot of attention paid to brandy in his view, especially compared to different liqueurs from around the world and the spirits being used in the burgeoning craft cocktail scene. One of the new spirits that found success around this same time is St. Germain, which is the elderflower liqueur that launched in 2007 and is now owned by Bacardi. So Kurt had inspiration, but he decided to skip brandy because there wasn't a lot of interest in it. And he tried a bit with gin as well, but didn't find anything to hold his attention in either of those two types of spirits. So he did some more research into liqueurs, and oftentimes liqueurs appear to be a bit of an afterthought for distillers. 
Most every distiller starts with a vodka or a gin, something that is ready to bottle right out of the still. Then as the distillery matures, they'll progress into an aged brown spirit once they've got their footing and have more time to invest in barreling a spirit. And perhaps a distiller may come up with liqueur on the side, but rarely are liqueurs a main focus, and Kurt saw an opportunity with this. Kurt also was traveling for work at the time, and he was in New York on business. In New York at a certain bar, he had a cocktail featuring aloe vera, and the flavor stuck with him. As Kurt says on the Shiro website, aloe vera became his muse. Prior to Kurt's discovery of aloe vera, he had been working on a liqueur featuring the fresh ingredients from California, primarily cucumber, mint, and lemon, but once he had tried the aloe vera, he changed his recipe to suit, attempting to find a way to bottle an aloe vera liqueur. This proved to be more difficult than one may imagine, and Chiro took two years of research and development, Kurt playing with different flavor profiles and techniques to tease out the essence that he was after. Aloe was the last addition, and Kurt found that when it was added to the liqueur, it dried it, lowering the sugar content, because the mouthfeel that you get from the aloe replaces some of the viscosity or the syrupiness that you get from the added sugar. So, Chiro features about half of the sugar of a traditional liqueur. Yet, it still mixes quite well and has the same mouthfeel. It doesn't come off as a thin spirit. Kurt bootstrapped Chiro through a mix of his personal savings and credit cards. He had connected with distillers throughout the country. One in particular was Lance Winters, who is the distiller at St. George Spirits in Alameda, California, one of the oldest, if not the oldest, craft distiller in the U.S. They were founded in 1982. So Kurt had the opportunity to meet with Lance and show him Chiro. St. George had just sold one of their brands and had some available production capacity for a short term, and thus a deal was worked out for St. George to do contract production of the first few batches of Chiro. This ended up being a perfect match because it allowed the brand to get off the ground in 2013, and Kurt had from the beginning the goal of opening his own distillery. So he didn't always want to be contract manufactured, but the deal with St. George was a win-win for both parties. In 2015, they opened their own distillery in the small farm town of Camarillo, California, And since, Chiro has gained recognition. In 2017, it won a double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And the following year, in 2018, Wine Enthusiast gave it a 96-point rating, making it the highest-rated liqueur of the year. You can find Chiro in 40 U.S. states, thanks to a partnership with Espiritus Group. Kurt's ultimate goal for Chiro is for it to become a staple at bars, found alongside other top world liqueurs. So, how do they make Chiro? How do they coax the flavor into this bottle that I've had the privilege of enjoying? It's made entirely at their own distillery using California-sourced products. And notably, Chiro is one of the only liqueurs, or distilled spirits for that matter, that list all the ingredients on the label. They are aloe vera, cucumber, eau de vie, lemon peel, musk melon, spearmint, sugar, and water. The musk melon, now that I mention it, is one of the flavor notes that comes through. I hadn't quite picked it out originally, even though I knew it was in there, but the famous liqueur Midori, which is artificially colored green, and I featured in episode one, is made from musk melon exclusively. So you get a little bit of that undertone in Chiro, but they're very different. It doesn't compare to Midori. But the musk melon ingredient, the musk melons are grown in California and sourced by Chiro 
for their distillation. Overall, the production process is quite complex and follows the seasonality of produce in California. I was very surprised by this when I was speaking with Kurt about how labor-intensive and the timing it takes to create the product. The first step is to make wine from scratch using Muscat Canelli grapes. This is done between about October and January when the grapes are harvested. They have to make the wine so that then they can distill it into an eau de vie, and the resulting eau de vie spirit is rested for a few months. All of the individual botanicals are processed individually to get the best flavors. They do this using varying degrees of maceration time and distillation to create individual botanical distillates. Many of these also are related to harvest time. So late spring to early summer is when cucumber is in season, and that's when the cucumber distillate is processed. The mint and the lemon peel they get as dried, so they're available year-round, so there's not really seasonality with those, but they are California ingredients. And as I mentioned before, the musk melons are fresh and sourced, and so everything is Californian, including the aloe vera. One of the goals of Chiro is to put California in a bottle, and I think that they've achieved it with local sourcing. So they've got an eau de vie, and then they've got all these individual distillates that they store in separate tanks at high proof. When they get to blending a batch, they're all mixed to the correct proportions, cut with some water to get to bottling proof, and some sugar is added. The key ingredient, though, the aloe vera, is fresh and added last. They don't distill the aloe vera. Kurt found that distilling ruined the flavor. Heating just kind of muted it. It didn't transfer to the bottle if it was distilled. So it's juiced fresh. It is filtered, but it's added to the eau de vie and the botanical distillates during the proofing process prior to bottling. And because of the natural aloe vera, when you hold the whole bottle up to a bright white background, you do discern a little slight tinge of yellowish green tint which is some natural coloring from the aloe vera but bottled at a 25 percent alcohol by volume 50 proof it's high enough to be shelf stable so there's no reason to be concerned about the fresh aloe vera juice spoiling the eau de vie the alcohol content keeps it fresh almost indefinitely so cocktails what kind of cocktails what do you do with chiro i'm gonna have another little pour because I finished my glass already. So the bottle I received was accompanied by three recipe cards. I'll post the recipes on show notes for this episode, but there's a wealth of recipes on the Chiro website. And the main thing I think is this is a new liqueur and bartenders are still continuing to experiment with it. That said, it's great neat. It would be quite delightful on the rocks and it's recommended to have a little soda splash in it as well to brighten it up, open it up. So in summary, what do I think of Chiro? It is really surprising. The harmony of the flavor components is really good. It's so fresh in the glass. I mean, I think that's the note that really comes through to me. Overall, if I were to describe it in one word, I'd call Chiro fresh. But the aloe vera is an interesting flavor. It's not overpowered or overpowering. The other ingredients are great. The addition of the mint as an aftertaste is really delightful. I like that quite a bit, but you don't taste it as mint forward at all. So hats off to Kurt for uh, creating Chiro. Definitely a labor of love, but uh, thank you again for sharing the backstory with me. 
So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. The show is also on social media. I recommend you follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And if there's a distilled spirit that you really like that you would like me to try, please get in touch. Also, leave me your feedback if there's something you disagree with or you just, I don't know, want to tell me what you think. I invite that, and I love hearing from my listeners. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>